listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. It's your host, Rodney Payne. I am your coach and I am so excited to be with you again this week. Listen, let me thank you for liking us and following us and sharing our podcast and rating it. Can you believe it? We are at episode number 50. I'm so excited. I told you last week, I teased it, that I had a special guest coming in today. And so I won't have time for all of my follow me and like me and all that. Listen, just listen to the intro and outro and catch those things. I'm so excited. I've got a special guest with me today, and I want to talk to him, and we're going to have a great time, but this is episode 50, so from the bottom of my heart, it's my pleasure to add value to you each week. Thank you so much for being a part of Speaking with One Voice. Now let's move on to today's episode. One of the things I often tell you guys is this. I wouldn't have a coach who doesn't have a coach. If you're not, if you're not being coached, that's a problem. And so I, I'm, I'm mentored and coached by many afar and some close. So as you know, I'm a member of the John Maxwell team. And so it's my privilege today to have the, our fearless leader. I'm going to call him that, our fearless leader. His name is Chris Robinson. He is the executive vice president of Maxwell Entrepreneur Solutions. So I want to welcome Chris in. We're going to have a good time. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for joining. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Come on, this number 50, 50 episodes. I, I just want to say congratulations on that. To do 50 of anything is just phenomenal, okay? Yeah, I, I said that on my 50th birthday. I said to do 50 of anything is, is phenomenal. I, I, I did, but listen, I want you to know, before I get started, I joined the John Maxwell team in October of 2018. I was the March IMC, International Maxwell Certification, and that's where we, we met. I was on your calls before that we met there, came down and had to teach the people how to play golf on your one-on-one -on -one thing. I kind of won the golf tournament. You know, we had, we had a good time. But this podcast started after that. One of the things that you've done for me as a mentor and a coach, we're going to talk a lot about that later, but I just want you to know that this, is a fr this product, this, this, this process, this podcast is literally fruit of your coaching. So I can't wait uh, for the people to get to meet you. So I'm going to do what a good interview host should do is ask a question and just be quiet and wait for you to speak. Um, you are, uh, uh, listen, there's our, our three coaching. I mean, there's a whole lot here. How about we start? I just want you to introduce the people to the person, the man who, who is Chris Robinson. <laughs> Chris Robinson. Hey, look, what, what I am is just a human trying to reach my potential, man. Uh, you know, I love uh, personal growth and development. I love golf and I, I love pickleball, you know. <laughs> pickleball. Right, love the pickleball, love the pickleball. But guys, I mean, realistically, uh, again, I've, I've been fortunate to uh, achieve a great deal of things on some people's uh, scale of what they would call success. But, uh, you know, the main thing that I want people to know is that I'm just like every single person listening to this call, you know, and that's a person that had a dream, they're willing to stick through the struggle and until some level of success was achieved. And so, uh, you know, I had the chance the other day, uh, about a week and a half ago, 
had the opportunity to work on with John Maxwell on his newest book coming up. Uh, I was inside the room with, uh, we had 20 people in there and, you know, for 16 hours we debated and uh, we talked about different ideas and I'm debating John Maxwell and, uh, you know, I'm going back and forth with John about, ah, well, this could work or that could work. And it was an amazing place, but it was in that moment that I realized that, hey, everybody's works the exact same. Here I am in the room debating ideas with John Maxwell, number one leadership guru in the world. It's the exact same thing that you and I could do inside of a room as well, too. It, it's, it's just being intentional. And that really brought to me that day going, look, there's only one way to do things. It's like, you've got to think about it. You've got to, you know, take action and, um, and go forward. And so, you know, who is Chris the person? You know, I'm just a human and uh, just the average guy that just, hot pursuit of my dreams. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I mean, think of in a room dialoguing with John. Um, on a real personal note for just a moment, obviously, John just recently um, eulogized his father. Right. And in that eulogy, um, what came to my heart was, ladies and gentlemen, this is John Maxwell, and he really is your friend. Yeah. I mean, he is just that personal. So I, it was uh, an amazing opportunity just to be so close and watch what's going on in his life. Uh, but, but there's more to the person I want to talk about. I want to get down to, uh, are you, uh, are you otherwise obligated? Meaning are you, are you married? Are you a father? Let, let's talk about that. This is the fun part. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So I've been married uh, for 17 years tomorrow, 17 wow. years. Tomorrow. Well, let me pause. <laughs> Happy anniversary 17. That's a long time. It is, it is. So we're working at it and uh, we're trying to go 17 more and longer. Uh, but hey, we, we're making it to tomorrow. We're making it to tomorrow. Day by day, sir. <laughs> and then father, I have uh, six children. I uh, have I'm sorry, you said that so quickly. It just kind of rolled off your tongue. I want you to back up and say that a little more uh, uh, slowly. I, did you say you have children or did you say you have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six? Did you say six children? That's correct. We've got six. We've got triplets. Oh. Very funny. We have a single that's seven and then four-year-old twin girls. And so uh, six, six kids, three pregnancies. That's it. <laughs> so I, I, before I ask, how do you manage that? Let me, are, are we, are we finished? Have we decided that, that six is enough? That's correct. That's correct. So they're labeled, we named them A through F. So there's Ada, Brex, Chase, David, Eliana, and Faith. And so it's A through F and F is officially for finished. It's over with. <laughs> it's over with. Well, that, so, I, you know, I, I want to use my time wisely, but I, I have to ask you, triplets, what my daughters, I have two daughters. They're 23 months apart. Okay. Now that was enough. We were getting this one out of diapers, trying to get this one in diapers. This one's trying to sleep. We're trying to get this one to go to the bed, take the bottle. How, what do you do with three babies the exact same age? How do you do that? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blur, but you made it. It really is. It, it took teamwork. Uh, oh. even, even to this day, I mean, it truly does take a team in order to raise, you know, triplets and twins and a single um, and, and that's what we committed to. My wife and I, I think, have done a good job of, you know, supporting one another, not me relegating it to her saying, hey, it's your job, it's your responsibility. You know, we, we take turns. I get her out for her to go work out. I, she gets me out to go play. She covers me to go work. It truly is teamwork that makes it happen. <laughs> well, that, that's so awesome. And just, I'm not sure that our listeners know, with your anniversary being tomorrow in 17 years, uh, what a celebration. But I want to tell you that on July 31st, uh, this month, 
uh, my wife and I will celebrate 30 years of marriage. Wow. Come on, congratulations. Yeah. So, so, so you, got, I, you got a lot of great stuff going on right now, Mr. Payne. <laughs> listen, man, that's a, you know, and I can, and I tell people all the time, it's all about work and passions and pursuits. So um, the person is always the most important thing to me. Um, beyond that, I, I like to get to know everything else about a person, but the person. And so um, before I joined the John Maxwell team, I'll be honest with you, when I was calling in and we were going back and forth, um, I talked to several people within the organization. And everybody said, you sound like Chris Robinson. You're gonna love him, you're gonna love him. I'm like, who is Chris Robinson? So when, when I came to Think Tank Day, I'm like, I had to sign, I didn't know what you were teaching, didn't care. I have to meet this dude because everybody says that I sound like him. So it's really been a pleasure to get to know you and to work with you. So, so let's talk about um, leadership. Yeah. Uh, that's really what, what I, I, am, I focus on. I know you've spoken to crowds of over 4,500. Um, and you have your own coaching organization and you do a lot of things with the John Maxwell team. How do you, some, how do you deal with that, balance that? What, where, where do you spend your time? Because the John Maxwell team is only about 30,000 people and counting. So uh, it's not much to do. So how do you deal with this as a leader? Yeah, well, it, it's brand new. It's brand new. And I treat it as such, meaning that I give myself space and I give myself grace to adjust to this new lifestyle because it is quite an undertaking uh you know i took over role i've been unemployed uh for a decade now i mean i've worked for myself <laughs> yeah, that doesn't play unemployment sir doesn't, uh, working for yourself doesn't, doesn't have unemployment benefits i promise you that's correct, that's correct. so um and, and so i've had total control of my schedule and my time and so for me it's been an adjustment because now, you know, there's meetings that I have to be at, there's things that I have to do. And so it was trying to find that rhythm in these six months of how do I balance this? Because I still have my business. Uh, I have, you know, the demands of trying to lead this gigantic organization. Then I have family that, you know, then we had, you know, a, a pandemic and, <laughs> and all the kids are home at school, you know, from school. And then we're moving, we're selling a house, we're moving a house. And so really, it, it truly has been, you know, for me, I'm a person of faith, so nobody get offended here, but I really do believe it's been God's grace, you know, over us to be able to make those adjustments. And so I'm not one that truly believes in like, you know, a balance per se. I believe in get done what you need to get done so that you can do what you want to go do. And um, uh, we oftentimes lie to ourselves about we can't do something because we haven't achieved this or we haven't done that. No, bake into your schedule what it is that you want to do. And so uh, for me, I balance it all by just simply doing that, saying, hey, what do I need to do today? What do I want to do today? And make sure that I get in there each and every single day. Wow. Get done what you need to get done so you can do what you want to do. Right. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. So, so listen, you're listening to Speaking With One Voice, the podcast. I am your host, Rodney Payne, the coach. I've got Chris Robinson here with me, and we're talking about uh, just leadership. Uh, Chris, you mentioned the, uh, 10 years of you called it unemployment, entrepreneur, you don't work, you don't eat kind of thing. Right, take yeah. me back 10 years ago, or, or maybe, matter of fact, take me back 10 and a half, 11 years ago, before you really got to this place, and kind of give me a Cliff Notes version of how you got from there to where you are now. Yeah, so it, it truly is, if I go back 10 and a half years, um, it was rough. I mean, rough. Uh, and, and I, and I, but it was the worst time, the best time of life. 
I had actually just came out of a successful career uh, as a sales manager for an organization that had grew from 18 employees to about 800 uh, in a six and a half year time period. And I was number five on the totem pole. So um, I was in a great, great um, opportunity. Uh, I'd had a high six figure salary plus commissions. Uh, my days consist of riding go-karts, doing a couple sales training and playing darts. Um, it was pretty, life was pretty good. Um, but I had a desire for more and I end up leaving the organization uh, to go start a company, another call center, because uh, I had worked in the call center space. And um, I knew that there was only a nine month window of which I could operate this business because the laws were changing. Uh, we were using a voice broadcaster uh, in telemarketing, which is basically an automated uh, voice message that you get. And we would dial millions of names per day. It would generate leads and you can sell anything on the planet <laughs> with that type of volume automated. <laughs> mm. And so wow. we knew that, hey, if we get into this, we're going to make good money and then we'll be able to get out of it, do what we want to go do next. Well, about we start off just as we anticipated. We did really well, but then we took our eyes off the ball trying to solve the problem at the nine months at month four. And um, we end up going out of business trying to start another business. Um, and so there I was, I had just came out of a great job, you know, four months into it, I'm out of business. The easy thing to do is, oh, I can go back. The easy thing to do is, well, I can go back. But I knew that if I went back, it would be so much more difficult to come back out again. So I said, hey, I'm gonna stay out here and I'm just gonna keep pursuing it. So we started another business. Guess what happened to it, Mr. Payne? It failed. <laughs> and then my friends, they said, well, what are you going to do next? I said, well, you know what? This entire time, you know, I've really been looking at this coaching and speaking thing. I'm going to uh, go and do that. Now, they looked at me and they said, okay. And, and to this day, one of my best friends, he says, Chris, he goes, when you told me that, he goes, I was scared for you. He goes, I didn't know anybody that had done that. You, you just had triplets. And um, here you are talking about doing something that we didn't have anybody in proximity that had done what you were talking about doing. He goes, I, I thought you had lost it. He goes, I thought you had lost it. <laughs> I, I'm doing the best I can to sit here and, and listen to this movie unfold, but I have got to back up. What I'm hearing you say to me is that 10 and a half, 11 years ago, before we started into this journey, we were at what would call what some would call the pinnacle of our success. We've yeah. got the six figures. We're starting the family. We're in the life. We're doing it. We're number five out of 800. We've grown the company. We have, we epitomize success, right. but there's a hunger, a desire to do more and yeah. something about leaders. I don't know why, but we have something in us that makes us feel like we can always do it better. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so you decide to go out on your own. You've got a plan. You've got a nine month window, four months in something happens. You look up business. Number one fails. I didn't get enough from that. I decided now nah, I'm not going to go back to where I was living the dream. I'm going to go ahead and continue this nightmare and start another business right. and it fails. Am I tracking correctly so far? That's correct. But here's, here's what you have to understand. Here's what I want you to pull out of that because yes, we would have what was called the proverbial American dream. You know, I, again, I had to make a choice at that moment. So as I'm going through that two businesses fail, I'm out of money and Rodney, I look up, and I'm going to be negative $9,000 for the month coming up. Mm. 
So I go negative $9,000. So just imagine you're starting the month, this month here, and you've got $9,000 in expenses you need to take care of, and you have $0 and zero potential dollars coming in. I still didn't stop. But because I made a choice at that point, I said, you know what? Because uh, this is this, and I believe this is what holds people back is that they care what their path to success looks like to other people. And so I decided I'm not going to care what my path to success looks like. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and give up this stuff. So I gave up my home, my home at that time. And we were in another, we were in an economic situation back then. So my home was worth $120,000 less than what I paid for. Oh, and so I'm going, okay, well, you know, I can, go get a job and wait for, you know, and wait for this to turn back around and, and hold on to it. Or I can let go of it. I decided to let go of it. I, I let go of a Hummer. I let go of a BMW, all these symbols of perceived success. I let go of because what some would hold on and say, yes, that's a pinnacle. I knew in my soul that that was a stepping stone. And if I was going to hold on to that stuff, that was going to be my pinnacle and not my stepping stone. Are, so are you happy. are you telling me that many people lose their dream, their passion, their desires, trying to satisfy someone else's vision of success? Absolutely. Wow. All the time. <laughs> and so, 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 where does one find the courage, um, the, the 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 marital support? I dare I say, because my I'm I'm married as well. Um, yeah. You know, you you you've got beyond the 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 9,000 negative looking at you at the first of the month, you've got three little mouths looking at you and they don't know anything, but they expect to eat. You've got a wife expecting you, but there's something on the inside of you. If you were asked to kind of, to describe, define, paint a picture of what's on the inside of you at that time that says, I am not going back to what it looked like to satisfy you. What, what, what's in you that makes you say, I am going to, what we say today is, I'm gonna bet on myself. What, what yeah. makes you think you're going to bet on yourself to do something that you have never really in your community seen done before? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Well, number one, you know, I, I had the support of my wife because she understood my calling. She knew that there was something more beside me. And I'm only doing what I'm doing today as a result of the support of my wife. So, so many people die in cubicles because they don't have the support of a spouse. And it's one of the things that just tears my heart apart. But what was inside of me is is I can like I, I didn't want to go this this spiritual today on this one day, but I, I gotta share it because it's the truth of the matter. So, Ronnie, I'm I'm driving, you know, and I'm going through this process thinking, okay, how do how do I get through this? And I'm and I'm sitting up here crying. Now, I remember being in the Hummer, in a Hummer, just crying my eyes out. And you know, first of all, I'm thinking, well, nobody's feeling sorry for the guy crying in the Hummer. You know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just crying my eyes out. And I remember this clear as day. I pull up to a stoplight behind a black F-150 truck, and on the back of it, there's this little silver sticker on the back of it. Now, please, this is, this is by no means, I'm not trying to demean any job, any role, or anyone that I'm getting ready to say here. So please understand this. I just want you to understand the model of what this represented. And that little silver sticker on the back of that F-150 truck was a fireman sticker. And I cried out to God that moment, why can't I just take a normal job? Now, what I was doing was I was crying out for normalcy. I was crying out for mediocrity. Now, now again, 
I don't want anyone to get offended. You know, I, we, we live in a very offensive society. I'm not saying that, you know, being a fireman is normal. I'm not saying a fire, but kids grow up wanting to be a, a fireman. Kids grow up wanting to be an officer. Kids grow up. And so to me, that was a representation for normal. That was a representation of me going, why can I just do the normal? Why can I take a normal job? And in the most clearest voice that I believe that I've ever heard the voice of God, he said to me, because I didn't put that inside of you. Well, listen, guys, I'm sorry. That's all we have time for today. We're going to continue this conversation with Chris Robinson next week on Speaking with One Voice. I want you to stay tuned. Remember, set those notifications, turn us on, follow us, like us, share us, and be sure to rate this podcast. And I am so glad you decided to celebrate 50 with me today. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would rate and subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag Speaking With One Voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking With One Voice.